All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on August 12th, 2023, behind the pitching stylings of Mr. Javier Assad, who's tough as nails. We, he's back. The guy we saw in the World Baseball Classic, I don't think he ever left, but he wasn't trusted with the big innings, with the big games. And here he is up in Canada, just mowing down Blue Jays. I thought the Blue Jays were supposed to be good. I didn't see it last night. Let's talk about this game. I'm so, well, first of all, I'm so excited for Javier Assad. I can't even take it because. Here's a, here's a dude that I know that Ross doesn't want to use him. Like, you can just feel that. Like, oh, do I really have to have Assad on the team? Like, you know, they keep sending him down. They he's just, you know, the, he's, the, he's, the la, he's the first one down and the last one up when they need somebody. And then every time he comes up, he proves himself to be a better pitcher than Wesneski. He certainly proved himself to be a better pitcher than Killian, who is kind of on that same bubble. Maybe Assad came up a little bit before these guys. But this dude last night went seven innings, only threw 90 pitches, um, was getting the soft contact all over the place on a pretty good hitting Blue Jays team, and they couldn't get anything done. They only scored one run, and guess what? It was not... Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, no, they scored two runs, but only one run off of Javier Assad. The other one was off Michael Fulmer. It was a Brandon Belt homer in the eighth, but we'll get to that. In fact, let's start getting to that. Um, the game was on Apple TV, which I know a lot of people hate just because it makes it a pain in the butt to find the game and 
it's it's frustrating you know it, it, it's a little better than it used to be you know when it would be on like abc one day and wgn the next day and then uh, nbc would have it and uh, you know so it's a little bit less than that but still it's been frustrating to not be able to find the game especially those of us that just subscribe to marquee and it's friday night and you can't even get the game like you're off i mean come on now um pretty crappy i know a lot of people did the free trials but here's what i'm seeing people love it they find that apple tvs now maybe other teams don't uh, fans don't like this because they actually have good broadcasts but the cubs people don't like the broadcast they don't like boog and they don't like all the split screens they don't like you know 900 freaking dumb dumb human interest stories from taylor mcgregor they don't like it and so people are really liking apple tv not only the announcers but they also like the picture the picture the presentation is superior um you know they i mean they do split screens but guess what there's not a lot of wasted space on their split screens where you hit and and they don't like cut away to like i don't know boog doing nothing just so they can show a budweiser ad and if i'm budweiser i'm like yeah could you like not show like unattractive people while you're showing my logo because that'd be great because i don't really want my brand associated with on with an old with old and fat guys like come on now Anyway, I I think that um, Marquis got a thing or two to learn from Apple TV, who isn't even known for doing sports, and they're getting into it because they're a crazy good company. All right, let's talk about this game that was on Apple TV last night. Uh, first pitch was at seven oh seven because you know that's just baseball. Mike Talkman back leading off, love to see it, but he flew out to start it, but. Nico Horner, second batter of the game, freaking big fly, one nothing Cubs right off the bat. Then Ian Happ singled. This is all a Barrios, by the way, who went out there for the Angels. Uh, Ian Happ singled, and then Cody Bellinger, pretty much the best hitter in baseball. I don't know what the Cubs are going to do without Cody Bellinger. I, I know this season would have been sunk. Well, guess what? Next season. I don't think PCA is going to come up and do what Cody Bellinger's doing. I mean, this offense has been ridiculous for this guy. He's now batting 329 with a 938 OPS. Like, we're approaching MVP caliber numbers at this point. So, Bellinger, incredible. Homers, 3 nothing Cubs. Then Dansby popped out and Morrell lined out. Assad took the mound in the bottom of the first, got a uh, ground out from Whit Merrifield, who somehow, despite all the rumors, never became a Chicago Cub. He became a Blue Jay. Uh, anyway, he grounded out. Brandon Belt was called out on strikes, and Vladimir Guerrero grounded out to end the first. Cubs do nothing in the second. Candelario, Suzuki, and Gomes. One, two, three. Candelario and Gomes struck out. Bottom of the second. Um, there was a walk to Biggio and Chapman. So it looked like the Blue Jays had something to going on. This is after one out, after, uh, after George Springer popped out. But then Alejandro Kirk flew out to Saya uh, in his second game back since being benched. And then Dalton Varsho grounded out and uh, nothing doing.
Um, Mike Talkman struck out to lead off the third inning. But then Horner with the second hit of the game, and it, he singled. But then Hap popped out while Horner stole, and then Horner stole second base. But uh, Cody Bellinger, he lined out. Cubs could get nothing done. In the bottom of the third, a great play by Bellinger, who's playing first, who is our best first baseman and center fielder. Too bad you can't just clone him and have him play both positions. We'd be unstoppable. But there was a ball that was kind of hit. It was sort of into fall territory, but it was fair, if that makes sense. And uh, Cody Bellinger went and got it. Um, really kind of awkward-looking play. Like, he, it didn't look like a normal baseball play. So he was at some weird angle, and Assad ran over to cover. And uh, they made the play and got Paul DeYoung uh, out right there. It was good, good to see because Whit Merrifield came up and singled right after that. So instead of two on and nobody out, you got one out and just a man on first. Then Brandon Belt struck out swinging and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. lined out. And there were no problems for the Cubs in that inning. In the top of the fourth, this is where the fun really started to happen. Not that the first inning wasn't fun. It really was. But uh, Dansby Swanson, it was weird. It looked uh, He reached on an error to start out the inning. But... Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, I don't know what happened, but it looked like the ball went through his mitt. It looked like that, but it didn't. It it just he just missed it. He just missed the ball playing first base. So he did, did not Dansby did not get to go to second base though on this the ball did not squirt away that far um morell then flew out but candelario singled and dansby swanson went first to third on the play and then Seiya suzuki who i mentioned before has been benched with a huge hit or oh, a double really it scored both uh, dansby and jamer and he was out there pumping his fist he was so excited i mean <laughs> it's got to be difficult for a guy like Seiya, to, who's never really struggled in his entire life. Um, uh, he was like the batting champ of Japan right before he came to the Cubs. And I'm sure he knew there'd be some differences and he wouldn't do as well, but still do quite well. Well, this hasn't been what he expected. Um, he r- roped a double right down the left field line and he was pumped. Um very, very cool stuff. Jan Gomes then grounded out, and it felt like that would be, uh, you know, the harbinger of doom for the inning, uh, but it was not because right after that, uh, a single hit by Mike Tockman and his wonderful summer made it six to nothing as Seiya Suzuki scored. Nico Horner flew out to end it. Bottom of the fourth. George Springer grounded out to start it. Uh, and then Kevin Biggio, Craig Biggio's son, he singled. But Matt Chap- Chapman grounded out. and um, But uh, Kevin Biggio went to second on that play. And Alejandro Kirk was able to single and break the scoreless score of the Blue Jays. And it was then 6-1. to one. Cubbies. 
uh, Dalton Varsho popped out, and that was the end of it. In the fifth, Hap and Bellinger singled, and it looked like things were going to go pretty well for the Cubbies in this one. But then Dansby Swanson hit a ball pretty darn far. I thought it might be gone off the bat. It was not. Instead, Whit Merrifield caught it, made a really nice play, and Boog was really sad because it should have been a hit, according to StatCast. Um, at that point, the the um, the Blue Jays uh, manager had seen enough, and he brought in Bowden Francis, uh, which is a first name as a last name, and a last name as a first name. Should be Francis Bowden. Just saying, Mom and Dad. It's a little weird. Jose Barrios left the game, and in comes Mr. Weird Name, Francis Bowden, I'm going to call him. And it was the right move because Morel flew out, Jamer Candelario struck out, and the threat was over. Cubs uh, then in the bottom of the fifth, uh, Blue Jays do nothing. Uh, Javier Assad still on the mound, gets three flyouts for DeYoung, Whit Merrifield, and Brandon Belt. In the top of the sixth, Seiya Suzuki, he walked. Nice start to the inning. Uh, but then Jan Gomes struck out, and the summer of Mike Tockman became the winter of Mike Tockman as he grounded into a double play. So, uh, bottom of the sixth. And, you know, this is just how it's going to happen, isn't it? You know, everybody, I write this song about summer of Mike Tockman. New obvious shirt comes out, summer of Mike Tockman. Chuggo doing a victory lap because they made it up like people care about that crap. But I will say. That now that we've done that, the summer of Mike Tockman is over. He will be removed from the lineup shortly after he goes 0 for 56. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm just I'm saying that so it doesn't happen. You know how it works, baseball brain people. Bottom of the sixth, Blue Jays do nothing again. This time it was a pop out and two ground outs from Guerrero, Springer, and Biggio. Top of the second. Seventh, it was the Cubs' turn to do nothing as Nico flew out. So did Hap, and Bellinger grounded out. But then in the bottom of the seventh, uh, the Blue J- and hey, still, Javier Saad going strong. Not even up to 100 pitches yet. You know, just freaking doing the job. Gets the first two outs pretty darn easily um, with Matt Chapman lining out and Alejandro Kirk flew out. And then Ian Hap on a Dalton Varsha. Now, the ball would have been foul, so I shouldn't say this ball was... The only person that had to work for it was Gold Glover Ian Hap, who, by the way, is worth negative four runs, defensive runs saved. Don't let the stats get it in a way of a Gold Glove story. But, um, yeah, Dalton Varsho, a real nice sliding play. Hap's been really good at that like slide on his hip play especially going into foul territory uh, with his foot going towards the wall he can also get that done uh, out in the field coming into the ball like running towards it that is his specialty like that is his move you know I can picture it in my head because I've seen it a million times I don't think he's one of those layout for the ball kind of guys you know where you see him like diving you know <laughs> six feet you know, to one side or the other as he's completely parallel to the ground. Like, I don't see that happening. But in the bottom of the eighth, Michael Fulmer replaced Javier Assad, and he probably didn't even need to. Assad at 90 pitches, you could have maybe stretched him out and gone longer, but no need winning by that much. Let's save Javi for another day. Nice to have Javi on the team again because, you know, that's what they're calling him in the – 
in the Cubs uh, clubhouse as well. But uh, Fulmer started out well. He got a strike out of DeYoung, and uh, Whit Merrifield grounded out. But then Brandon Belt, who you remember from such teams as the San Francisco Giants back in the day when they mattered to the Cubs greatly, um, he homered, made it 6-2. to two. Vlad Guerrero Jr. grounded out to end it, and that was it. In the top of the ninth, Seiya Suzuki lined out in a very sad situation where a guy named Hagen Danner, or Hagen Danner, I believe is his name, uh, he, he pulled his back, and it was his first game in the major leagues ever. And they had to take him out of the game, so... That was it, and in comes Jay Jackson, had all the time in the world to warm up, and um, yeah, that's a sad thing for Hagen Danner. Hope he's okay. Um, Jan Gomes immediately greeted Jay Jackson with a double. Mike Tockman walked during his summer, but Nico Horner was like, nah, actually, we're winning by enough. Let's all go home, and I he grounded into a double play. In the bottom of the ninth, for really no reason, Adbert Alzali came in and replaced Michael Fulmer in garbage time. Now, okay, it's not garbage time. It's 6-2. to two. You do not want... You could get bases loaded and all of a sudden tying runs at the plate. I get it. I get that the Cubs had an off day yesterday. I get that Alzali didn't pitch in the last game against the Mets. I get all of that stuff. Um, what I don't get is why you're putting more innings on Alzali's arm. It just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe he liked the matchups more than anybody else. Maybe he's the freshest arm out of the bullpen. Cubs, you know, pretty beat up after all those games in a row. Um, anyway, Alzali went out there in a not safe situation. Don't love it, but whatever. He struck out Springer, struck out BGO, walked Chapman, and then got Kirk to line out. So there it was. Not a save for Alzali, but did pick up a couple of strikeouts lowers. His ERA to 244. Assad lowered his ERA to 3.12. Um, 3.12? Come on, how Chicago is that? Keep it there. Actually, don't. Let's lower that thing. Let's get it in the twos. Um, I think Assad is going to be in the rotation for the foreseeable future, as in for the rest of this year. Drew Smiley uh, has not been doing well. Maybe he can do well out of the pen. I saw that Evan Altman tweeted something about how I, th- this very thing about how Assad has now earned that rotation spot, which, I mean, we were wrong until we were right again, or we were right. In the first place, and then wrong. I don't know, like, and then right again. But um, you know, we've loved Assad on this show for a long time, and even though the beginning of Drew Smiley's year was pretty lights out when nobody could hit his Bugs Bunny curveballs, um, right now it hasn't been working. It hasn't been working for a while. So I feel like this replacement of bringing Assad <coughs> to do more of the work is a little bit late. Uh, same with Strowman. Like, if his freaking hip was hurting this whole time and you just left him out there to lose games for the Cubs, like, not, what do you, what? Like, come on, you have other guys that can be doing this stuff. Let's get 
are let's get Strowman right. Let's let's get Smiley right. If if he's dealing with something, I don't know if he is or not, or if he just stinks. But there, this is what Evan Altman tweeted. There are innings vestings within Drew Smiley's contract. So right now he's at one hundred and seventeen point two innings. Um, as soon as he hits, let's see what it is. He right now he's got a uh, he can become a free agent at the end of the year because he pitched at least one hundred innings. So that's going on. But um, it. it 250,000 each for 110 innings. He's already earned that. And 120 innings. He's about to earn that. If he gets to 130 innings, he gets another 750 for 130 and then 140. And then a million at 150. Um, I don't know if that includes the playoffs. Uh... If it does, he probably goes at least over the 130, I would guess. He might go over 130 in the regular season. Depends on how they use him. Um, you got to figure it at least 13 more innings, though. So he's going to get to 130, another 140. So now you're paying this guy two extra million dollars from the $8 million you're already paying him. So... We shall see how this all works out. If he is a good bullpen arm and his lights out out of the bullpen, then and taking one, two innings out of there, that could be incredibly valuable as well. We'll see what we get. Either way, the Cubs are on the hook for a little money. Today in the world of the Chicago Cubs. Um, oh, actually, let me let me finish up a little bit about this this game uh real quick uh, is that uh two hits from horner with the home run hap and bellager there's your two three and four hitters and i just and also talkman got on a couple times with a walk and a hit when you have that going on you're gonna win um yeah just i love to see it the only guys without hits last night were morell did nothing and Swanson, uh, and this this is after Morrell says he loves Toronto. So very sad to see him go up and be disappointed in himself. But um, you know, I just wanted to point out that uh, the top of the order really did most of the damage, and that's kind of how we like it. Cubs pound out ten hits, really took advantage of that weird uh, error from Guerrero where the ball he missed it. <laughs> I mean, no other way to put it. He missed the damn ball. So today, we have uh, Justin Steele going up against Chris Bassett. Steele is 13-3, and three, throws with his left hand. He's uh, got a 268 earned run average on the season. Bassett is 11-6 and six with a 387 ERA. Over a run higher than our guy. And um, looking at Steele's numbers, what did he do last time? Went 5.1 innings against Atlanta. Wasn't not a great start. In fact, he hasn't been quite as sharp lately. He gave up four runs. Three were earned. Four walks, which was a little uncharacteristic of him against Atlanta. But the Cubs managed to win this game 6-4. to four. He did have seven strikeouts. So do that. With that, what you will. Um, he gave up five runs. Three were earned against Cincinnati, but it did not matter um, because the Cubs scored 20 
and he went six innings. Um, he's been going six pretty regularly. I think you could pretty much pencil him in for that. He's only gone seven twice. So he, I would like to see what what's kind of missing for me. And this is probably because of all the strikeouts that he's getting. You know, he had nine against the Cardinals on July twenty first, for example. Seven in his last start. Uh, he threw one hundred ten pitches in only five point one innings. You know, so um, that's his high of the year. Um, hopefully, he's not taxed from that situation. Um, I don't know. Well, let's see what we get out of Steele. Like he's been nails all year. I'm. I'm hoping against hope that he does not run down the out of steam down the stretch. It's just something to look for. Kind of seems like that might be happening a little bit, um, but let's see. This is the this is the most innings he's pitched, I think, ever. Um, I will look that up really quick because I got his page up. Um, Oh God, they move everything around all the time. It drives me nuts. They're like, last five games. It's like, no, I don't want to see last five games first. Let's see the back of the freaking baseball card first. Um, innings pitched. Yeah, he had 119 last year, already up to 121 now. So, and we got a month and a half to go of the season. And then we got the postseason because that's going to happen. Um, All right, so, uh, yeah. Steele versus Bassett. Bassett, last time he went out there, he was quite good against Boston. Only gave up one run, had six strikeouts through seven innings. Did give up seven hits, though. Um, he's gone six pretty much almost every start. Um, he's been really good. He's got a 387. Uh, he had a, a blow up, eight run appearance. He had, he had a seven run blow up and an eight run blow up, and it really wrecked his ERA, is kind of where. <clears throat> we're at but that was um well over a month ago uh no it's two months ago in fact and he's been pretty good since chris bassett heck of a pick of a pitcher been at it for quite some time um i don't know if i mentioned this but he is 11 and 6 with a 387 um where are we okay yeah the guys uh, how do the guys do against them um as far as the blue jays against steel only Two guys have seen him, and it's DeJong, who has a 375 batting average in eight at-bats, so not a huge sample size, and Dalton Varsho, who is batting 205 at-bats. So not much to see here. The Cubs have seen Bassett a little bit more. Swanson has the most at-bats and a home run, but is only batting 143. Bellinger is one for two, and one of those is a home run. So you love to see it. Really nothing else to see here at all. Um, Seiya Suzuki has a hit, but not much else going on with it. Kind of surprised, but, you know, Bassett, he was not in the National League for, well, he's still not in the National League, so <laughs> I guess that's what you get with, with Bassett. Um so, uh, yeah, there's, oh, uh, Jose Bautista, he signed a one-day contract with the Blue Jays so he could retire a Blue Jay. Um, kind of cool. I wonder if they'll do something like that for, like, Anthony Rizzo. I don't know. Uh, he's probably already just Yankified. Um, but they're giving away a bobblehead today. 
It's the bat flip bobblehead, and 20,000 fans will get it, unlike the Cubs who only give away 10, the cheap bastards. So, and uh, if you got a kid and you're going tomorrow, it's run the bases day. I'm just looking at that right here in front of my face. So expect to see a lot of things when the game starts at 2.07 Central Daylight Time in Toronto, Canada, north of the border. Border, and uh, I guess there's your cup spot. I like our chances. I like what we did yesterday. I think we should keep doing it. Win, 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 win. Both the Brewers and the Reds won yesterday. So unfortunately, the well, the White Sox failed us. The White Sox failed us greatly, and um, hopefully they can do something against the freaking Brewers this weekend. I don't have the highest hopes in the world, but yeah, the. Uh, the Reds ended up being the Pirates 9-2. They've got the Pirates. And then the Brewers came back in the t- in the 10th. I mean, they were losing this game. Uh, I mean, not by much. They were losing 3-1. to one. Then it was tied. And, you know, anyway. They, they, no, actually, they were losing 5-2 to two is what they were doing. And then the White Sox, of course, blew it because they sold off. And they're just not a good baseball team. They failed us. So we did not move up in the standings, unfortunately. But we are currently the third wild card team. So as long as you're in that spot, it's yours to lose, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and by the way, San Francisco is relevant. <laughs> they, again, um, I shouldn't have said they were irrelevant before because they are currently the second wild card team. Cincinnati's out. Look on the out looking in. So is Miami, but only half game out. Arizona's right there. San Diego's actually not too far back, so they're still in it. Um, let's go just keep winning our own ways. It's ours to lose now. We're there, so let's just keep winning. Spagog.